0: Now, let's get on with the show.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Compliance Conversations. I'm CJ Wolf, Healthicity's Senior Compliance Executive. And today, I have probably my most important guest to date, my boss. (laughs) You have have no boss. (laughs) Barry Johnson is here. He's the president of Healthicity, and I've finally been able to pin him down. He's a busy man. He's a knowledgeable man, an experienced man, and I am so grateful that he's uh, agreed to give us a little bit of his time. Welcome, Barry. Happy to be here, CJ. Thank you so much. So, uh, Barry, what we often do for our listeners is we like to have our guests introduce themselves a little bit in three to five minutes to Uh, tell us a little bit about how you ended up in compliance because you know none of us grew up thinking we would be in compliance right it's something we find so tell us your story a little bit
0: well uh my story is is that i practiced dentistry for 21 years and um after after that i decided i didn't want to do another 20 years of that (laughs) so i decided to change professions and actually we changed locations we'd been living in illinois for for 21 some years and um And then we moved to Salt Lake, and I went to work uh, part-time for a company called Medical Data Research, which was a kind of a medical informatics and UCR database company. And uh, over a period of two years, I transitioned totally out of dentistry into working uh, for that company and created a... That company joined with another company called... um, can't remember, oh, was Medindex, it, and, yeah, that, and, it, it, so. and that company became MediCode, yeah. and that was, they provided databases and books and all kinds of I remember MediCode, so, yeah. It's a big company, and that, so I had multiple roles in that company. We had a product, a dental service, a product line of dental services and publications and seminars, and, and then I learned uh, to, to be in charge of, uh um, other things like marketing, and, and yeah. did some did some work in marketing. Anyway, whole, whole variety of jobs, and I was there about nine years. And that that company was acquired at that time by uh, United Healthcare, and okay. it became one of the Ingenix companies. That's right. And at that point, uh, I left and took my stock options, and I also with another member of that company, and we started a business. Um, called Healthcare Insight, which was basically okay. a software and services group. We did something unique. We were, a, we were a fraud detection company to detect fraud prior to the payment of healthcare claims. Uh, prior to that time, on, and even concurrently, while we were still doing this, uh, there were multiple companies that were doing pay and chase. They would, yes. they would, they would mine claims long yep. afterwards, and the S I U unit would go after people that they thought were fraudulent. So. And the problem with software and fraud detection is there's a lot of false positives so our 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 business plan was we'll have good software but we'll make sure it doesn't produce a lot of false positives by having rns trained in detection Uh of fraud and also very clinically minded to review the the output of the compute of the software Right. right and so we would get batches of claims overnight and by noon the next day, we had returned uh, all the claims and, uh-huh. and evaluated them as either suspect or non-suspect. And that was a very successful business. It took us uh, 10 years to get it successful. Wow. But it was acquired uh, by Verisk Analytics, and, and uh, I worked there for three and a half years uh, to run that division of that company and retired. And For a
1: second time, it sounds like.
0: This was, uh, th- yeah, this was a second career. This <laughs> was a second career. Yeah, the first time wasn't retired because we had three kids in college okay. when I did, made that move. And Fair that move enough. And, uh, and you're no, you're yeah. so anyway. Um, I, I was asked six years ago now this coming summer to come to um, AAPC at that time to create a compliance software product, and that was to be a temporary part-time job, and it turned into. <laughs> Basically, creating a software division of which was eventually spun off yep. as a separate company, healthicity and that's where we find ourselves today with uh, not only a compliance product, but an auditing product and an analytics product, and, and, all, the and services, all the auditing, and auditing and services, coding and yep. auditing, all yep. of yep. that great stuff. And, and and the and the and the great thing about that was is we were able to bring several people uh, from our old company. And, uh, yeah. and that have now become a part of Healthicity, and so it's it's been a it's been a good experience.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, and I thank you uh, publicly here for letting me have a chance at Healthicity. I've been with Healthicity now almost, I guess, four years. Yeah, yeah we're coming up yeah. four years um, when we kind of formally launched as Healthicity, and uh, it's been wonderful. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. Excellent introduction. I, I, I won't ask what your third career is going to be. <laughs> Hopefully, you can get some rest after this one.
0: <laughs> I've had a lot of other careers in between those. I did a little bit of everything working my way through dental school in Chicago. That was the most I'm sure. varied time of employment in my
1: life. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know, Barry, I was hoping that I could pick your brain a little bit because I know you're always, you know, as president of Healthicity, you know, we're a software company, solutions, technology to solve things. And so you have your, I think you have your the fin- your finger on the pulse of healthcare, what's going on in innovation, and how that might mesh with, you know, compliance and those sorts of things. What kind of thoughts do you have on innovation in healthcare and how compliance might be affected?
0: Well, I think you know, you and I were both at the HCCA meeting just recently, right. and, and we and we heard the 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 government officials telling <laughs> telling uh, the, the 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 people that were at that meeting that. That's right. Compliance has got to move into the digital age and and start doing things with software rather than spreadsheets. That's exactly right.
1: The OIG, uh, the the keynote speaker from the OIG uh, said embrace uh, technology.
0: Embrace technology. And I I think from your experience and mine from working with our clients that we can see that when people do embrace technology... And truly embrace it, not just buy it and then not use it. Exactly, uh, which is which is it, that, and that's that's the difficult thing in anything that is, involves humans. You know, it's really interesting. I was reading um, one one of the innovations that we'll talk about very briefly because it's really not an innovation anymore is electronic health records, or yes. EMRs, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And um, Atul Gawande, who is now the CEO uh, of the Amazon Berkshire Hathaway J.P. Morgan joint healthcare thing, he made the following statement, and I I thought this was very interesting. He said of the Epic system, unfortunately, (laughs) that the Epic system promised to increase my mastery over my work. Instead, it has increased my work's mastery over me. The sentiment that he acknowledged is shared by providers nationwide. The use of such systems has drastically cut the amount of time physicians spends with patients and increased their average workday to almost 11 and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, the counter of that <laughs> from, from one of his uh, superiors in this organization was that the EHR systems were not intended to make it easier, easier. <laughs> for physicians, it was intended <laughs> to patients. make information available to patients. Yeah, that's right. And and it's probably you know I we've heard this complaint and I've been to enough doctors yes. that I think it's it's a period of adjustment and that was my original point. Until you adjust from doing the things you weigh, that you have been doing for years and years yeah. to using software and integrating and embracing software, then you're you're going to struggle against it because yeah. be, he he said another thing I, medicine is a complex adaptive system it is made up of many interconnected multi-layered parts and it is meant to evolve with time and changing conditions software is not it yeah. is complex <laughs> but does not adapt and we yeah, know that that's point. not true yeah. because we're constantly that's why software businesses require a lot of investment because we're constantly adapting the yeah, getting to what client people feedback want, yeah. and yeah, yeah, solving
1: problems that cli- real clients have yeah. in the in the world of healthcare. And yeah.
0: you've you've been a key element in that for Healthicity because you're interacting with clients and with audiences of people, yeah. and you know what people want and need, and that has improved our product overall yeah. over the over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. well cool. Uh, what
1: what other things in healthcare? Like, so you know. We all have one of these. I'm holding up a phone, folks, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's changed life in every way, probably including healthcare, right? Or it's going to continue to change. What other innovations? The cell phone. What other things do you see where, where that healthcare is adapting to, or or adopting, I should say? And there could be corresponding compliance risk. Within. Yeah,
0: and 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 I was reading an article a couple of months ago about the the the, the, the ten innovations that yes. are going to impact healthcare most and. In uh, 2019, yeah, and and you know, things there are some things on the list like EHRs that have been being impacting us for years already. So, right. let's just mention a few of those. And I think the very thing you pointed out first is one of the really obvious phases or impacts that are, that is happening in healthcare: the move to digital and yes. particularly mobile digital devices and that's not only impacting the providers that deliver the healthcare but it's impacting the patients because now they have access to healthcare information yeah. and expectations seeing, yeah, and, and greater expectations right. and and i I've, I've noticed that in my own personal use, of, exactly of of the information that I can get off the websites of the physicians that are right. treating So that's right. Uh, th- there's ten of them. We won't talk in all about them, but I think one of the one of the real things that I see is that there's been impact is there's wearable health wearables uh-huh. uh, and like Fitbits and those f- sorts of things. Yes, okay. exactly. And I think more and more of these devices are being embraced by. Consumers to like monitor glucose and heart okay. rates and physical activity and sleep, right? And the, and that and they're taking that information and they're getting a better idea of really what 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 is our understanding of health conditions and what impacts those conditions. Fitbit, the Fitbit that yeah. you just mentioned, and Google, basically a partner to explore the development of, of some consumer and enterprise health solutions, and and we're going we're gonna see more and more of these combinations of organizations that are doing that. Um, and, and I was just reading today that uh, Current Health mm-hmm. uh, announced that they received FDA clearance for their home wearable device that uses AI to remotely analyze patients' vital signs. And, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that, I just saw that today. Oh, my in goodness. Modern Health Post. So something. folks
1: at home, patients at home have some sort of wearable... And docs could, or nurses, or whoever yeah. could monitor your vitals from exactly. wherever. Yeah. What a great idea. I mean, yeah. for you know, for conditions where those vitals could be a precursor or some sort of sign or symptom to worsening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could be life saving. Yeah,
0: and 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 that might go totally unnoticed if they weren't being monitored, and yet it may be something that's four hours ahead of, a, of an incident of some right. kind that would be critical if you didn't know about it. And the AI is able to put data together to figure out those things.
1: You know, so was, uh, with what, with you saying that, the first thing that came to my compliance slanted mind is security. Security. Right? Oh, yeah, so there's yeah. a transfer of PHI and yeah. a transfer of data. You know, if this could get adopted, widespread, all this stuff floating around in space. Yeah, and HIPAA security and is just big your, issue, right? your
0: mobile device, and you know, right. and and the fact that you can access access up your personal health record and. If you lose your phone, is that is that's that going right. to be encrypted? Is it going to be protected? Right. If there's any of it stored on the phone? Yeah. But they're already they've already covered that, and of course it's Apple uh-huh. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's done something, and we we'll, we can uh, yeah tell me about talk it. about that yeah in in a, in a minute here, um, but, I, but while we're talking about artificial intelligence, I think it's it's interesting that. Um, I also read just the other day that a company called Mint, Mint.com that okay. has nothing to do with healthcare, that they were just given a $5.2 million grant to use AI and emergency to develop an AI application for emergency use to, wow. to more rapidly diagnose based on symptoms and based on uh, vital signs and things like that. Uh, artificial intelligence and, so and the ER. Yeah. The robots might actually take over. Yeah. And in a way, it could really help, right? Yeah. And I, I think that I think a lot of this has been driven by uh, the efficiency that it will yes. introduced and and the reduction in costs. I think that's what's driving a lot of it is yeah. the hope that that through the use of these technologies, you can actually reduce costs Absolutely. in healthcare.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if there are things that the the computer or artificial intelligence can do to lighten the you know this this burden or load, this intellectual burden or load on let's say a physician or a dentist. Uh, so that they could focus on, you know, what their professional skills are. Uh, I think that would be that would be welcomed.
0: Yeah uh, What other I things? mentioned I mentioned that Apple was doing something and that's actually a project that they're doing with uh, With their health with their IT health app and okay. it's uh, they're they're integrating patients medical records uh, from from the EHR systems with an and integrating that and it's available on their phones but it's they actually the way they secure it is that it's protected by their Apple ID uh-huh. which we hope is is secure yeah. I guess it's a well, I've, I've seen those commercials yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the commercials where they <laughs> I think they're hilarious it's just great great advertising about you know the person keeping things personal uh, and then it, the commercial ends with, with the Apple showing how they are locking yeah. down information
0: yeah and you know apparently there's enough a surety that it is safe that because they've they've partnered now with uh, Johns Hopkins Cedar mm, Sinai wow. UC of San Diego Health and even clinic, Cleveland Clinic uh, is now partnering with Apple on, on that
1: project nice. so folks I have to stop Barry here because this is why I love talking to him because he's always looking forward um, and things that he's saying today Will come to fruition in a couple of years. He's very good at anticipating. You and I were talking about something. Now I forget what it was, but that you and I discussed like four years ago, and you're like, "This is where things are going to go." Yeah. And then we were just discussing how
0: things have gone there and have gone beyond there now. Yeah. I, I, not that I'm a great prophet or anything, but I, I think it, some things are really obvious. Like we, but talk, you have to stop and look
1: at them. Yeah. And if if. People like me, we're stuck in our books, and we're looking at compliance, this and this. That's why I think uh, it's great to talk to someone like you, because you are thinking forward and looking forward.
0: Yep. well, thanks. I, I I enjoy doing that, but I don't have to do the work you do, so I have time to <laughs> right, think. that's why we're a team. <laughs> so, but, you know, one of the things that was really obvious to me is on the wearables. We, we looked at this... Um, One of our sister companies in in the holding company that we belong to is a certifier of EHR systems. Okay. And that was an obvious situation. We actually hired a contractor to evaluate where wearables were going. This is now four years ago. Right. I think this is what we were talking about. Yeah, I think it was. And we we, uh, paid for this analysis, and basically the analysis came out, and it said you're about two years ahead of the curve. And if you invest in this, you're going to have to go in with a partner, and we suggest you go in with a partner like Apple right. or like Microsoft, and that's exactly what's happened. Yes. We, we we I don't say we as me, but right. the powers that be decided that it was too far ahead of the curve to, to make the investment. But yep. now, now you look back on it and you say, why didn't we do that? Yes. See, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah, that's the one we were talking. About. Okay. And one you were talking about today—that's one of the innovations—is healthcare transportation. And yeah. So tell us why that's a, well, a compliance issue. Yeah.
1: Well, so we've had uh, clients who are in this space that are their main focus is to help patients connect with providers via transportation. So they're almost, uh, you know, if I could use Uber or Lyft, I'm not saying those are the companies. Actually, Uber and
0: Lyft were were mentioned in the article that
1: I read about this. And it's it's partnering with them in non-emergent, so we're not talking ambulances here, folks, but non-emergent transportation. But from a compliance perspective, those companies are getting PHI, name, address, et cetera, of a patient or potential patient, to these travel partners. And so that could be a compliance risk. So they need to uh, make assessments of their security and, and privacy practices and those yeah. sorts of things.
0: The article that I read said that there was like $150 billion a year wasted in healthcare services because 25% of, of uh, poverty level patients could miss appointments. Yeah, And here's why, here's why I can go back to my experience yeah. in Chicago when right. I was going to school. In the summer, one summer I drove a taxi and one of the major <laughs> things that I did is transport people from their apartments to the to the hospital or to a doctor appointment. Interesting. Sometimes even to buy groceries. But the point is, is that that's the only means of transport. There were no Lyft or Uber or anything right. else. They couldn't take public transportation. Right. So we actually had to drive those people to their doctor appointments. Interesting. And 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 it, and it was the only option they had. And, That's right. And and you know exactly. I took one patient to the, to every, once a week. He went twice a week, but I only took him once a week. Somebody else took him to um, to um, kidney dialysis yes. unit at the VA hospital. Oh my goodness. And he was so ill that I would have to walk him upstairs to go into. Took him up in the elevator, and we'd go to the wow. go to the VA hospital. So I had PHI. Yes. Before there was BHA. Before there was, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but not, but you can assume that similar things like that are going on right Absolutely. now. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Uh, any other innovations you want to talk about?
0: Uh, I think one of the interesting innovations that is happening, the, the last one I think we probably need to talk about is maybe there's another one because sure. I think that's what's something I had to even look up what this meant. But anyway, uh, vertical integrations This this in healthcare. You know, we're used to horizontal integrations yes. where... This practice buys this practice, or this practice is bought by a hospital. Okay. Vertical integrations are when a pharmacy buys an insurance, a pharmacy co- company okay. buys uh, buys an insurance company. For example, like CBS's takeover of Aetna. Uh-huh. And by the way, I just read that Aetna laid off four percent of their oh. of their employees of today, which is an interesting thing. Um, but wow. I think it, you see that anytime there's consolidation. Yeah. But, sure. Um, Optum acquired Davita, Humana, and Kindred Healthcare, Cigna, and Express Scripts. All of those are vertical integrations, and the thought is that by involving the supply chain, you can more economically manage expenses. If I'm a hospital, or if I'm a, if I'm an insurance company and I own a and I own a pharmacy company, right. a pharmaceutical manufacturer, then I can be forced to use their products and maybe maybe control costs. So is that, would
1: this example fall into that, um, you know, here locally in, in the Intermountain West, Intermountain Healthcare is a large provider and they have announced their plans to make drugs. Yes generic that, drugs that or certain of, drugs instead of, instead, of, instead of buying something as it. Intermountain Healthcare they right. decided to just do Let's it themselves. Let's make them. We know these, these are the enough. drugs that and we can yeah. you know make it cost-efficient. Is that vertical yeah. integration? That's
0: vertical integration but okay. it's actually without acquiring, acquiring something they're building you're, it. you're just building it. Which, wow. which we know they've done the same thing with yeah. a lot of their software tools that they you, use. They just build it. Fascinating right? Yeah. All um, these changes. Blockchain. Do you know what blockchains are? No. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> blockchains. Uh, blockchains. Yeah, that, that's uh, that. I had, I had to. I, had to, uh, I, I read several articles uh, about it, and I, you know, and I, and I still didn't understand it. So I went to Blockchain for Dummies uh-huh. on a. <laughs> On a uh, YouTube video, okay. I ended up watching several videos to figure out really what it was. Because I, I even asked one of our guys in the in IT department what it was, and he couldn't explain it to me so that I could understand it. <laughs> anyway, essentially, it is the ability to aggregate data across, and store that data across multiple different servers in an expanded network. If the three okay. of us were were users, we could all be sharing data, and we weren't dependent on a centralized uh, repository of that data. Okay. It, the blockchaining is a very complex thing that I couldn't fully un- explain, but I think I understand it now. That allows you to to link block the chain links are linking pieces of data together okay. and and then that data is validated by other people in the in the in the in the group, in the expanded group. Interesting. And the problem is is if something is bad data and it gets validated it has to at some point get unvalidated because yeah, otherwise that's it the problem. Stays as but the... it's healthier and those there, this is one of the big growing things in healthcare because you no longer have to depend on a central source for the data it can be deployed across multiple different servers and 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 you don't have you don't have to go through an intermediary. It was interestingly enough as del- originally developed as a concept for bitcoin dis- distribution. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So
1: could it be used potentially, you know, let's say you have 12 major cancer centers across the country and if they somehow shared clinical data, you know, yeah.
0: de-identified or something, but that that multiplying of that those data sources yes. and, can help and and everybody can add to it and there's and there's a system where people get rewarded for identifying oh, okay. or solving a new solution that needs to be added to the block. It, it, that that will expand, and everybody will get it once once somebody identifies it. If they're a particular kind of user, it's way too complicated for me Wow. To explain, but it's interesting, and it was like it was like one of the five or six on the list of, of things that are, that are innovations in healthcare. Maybe when the
1: podcast over is, I'm going to ask Barry what stock I should buy. I'm not sharing <laughs> that with the rest of you. <laughs> He's got good insight. Okay, enough with innovation. Um, we're getting kind of close to the end of our time here. And I wanted to make sure that our listeners heard some of your thoughts on leadership. So, folks, when I'm in our leadership meetings, and we sometimes have uh, off-site uh, team building meetings or you know sharpening the saw type of thing, uh, I really appreciate Barry's insights to thoughts on leadership, uh, human nature, success, team building, those sorts of things. So I did kind of I threw him a softball and said, be prepared to share a, a good quote or two, and and. Expound on it and thoughts.
0: Well, as you know from our last meeting, I love Steve Jobs. Yes and as, as everybody everybody does not that I would have ever wanted to work for him
1: No, but amazing know, example but, of but what he accomplished. He's right? an
0: amazing example of somebody who wasn't uh, Following the rest of the tribe down right. down the street and it he, was, he was successful Yeah, and he, and he was you know He is one of those geniuses that comes along once in a generation probably but right um, th- this I have a quote that, I, that I've selected because, and actually it's, I'm going to use two quotes together uh, because they're two of my favorite, but um, he starts out in, quote, uh, open quote, don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice, and most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Then so, they somehow already know what you truly want to do. Every but everything else is secondary. Mm. And I love that. And That's then a, another one that we've where he quotes somebody else's famous quotation. Mm-hmm. He said, and he talks about, and this I always think about this when we when we, we're talking about. Well, what are we going to build in this particular application? We go go to the clients, go to the clients, go right. to the prospects, ask them. But sometimes that's not always the answer. Sometimes Uh, you want to create something for them. They don't know they need. So you can't go out and ask people, you know what the next big thing is. There's a great quote by Henry Ford Right. He said, if I'd have asked my customers what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. (laughs) And, 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 and and, And I think, yeah, I mean, who would have ever told him to... To invent the iPhone, that's right, or the iPod, or who would have thought
1: we need it? He told us we need it because he he created this. He created, took something, and he created it, and then yeah, oh yeah, we need that. Exactly,
0: isn't that amazing? and, And I think as leaders, it's it's your responsibility, and as as servants to your customers, it's it's your responsibility to always be thinking: what's the best solution for this problem. What can I do for you? What can we do for you to improve your life and your
1: business? Yeah, that is great advice. Now, we have a lot of compliance officers and compliance professionals listening, and as you were reading that, kind of follow your heart, don't listen to other people's dogma. Um, I was trying to think, you know, that does apply in my compliance experience at least, because sometimes as a compliance officer, you just, you have to follow your gut. And no one really loves you <laughs> you know you're they they see you as that's not always true we we build relationships and they see the value of our partnership but um they don't they don't run to to you and you you kind of have to uh, show your own way and, and follow your heart on, on those issues. So I, yeah. this is obviously in a grander scheme, uh, the context of that quote, but I
0: think it applies, you know, almost well, in any job you're doing, right? I think it's applicable to, you know, we've, we've introduced, we've talked about a few of the 10 things that are innovations this year, and that is going to take a decision on many compliance officers' part to decide how are we going to... Um, be compliant with yeah. guidelines right now with with these new things that we're yeah. faced with with these new challenges, these new yep. capabilities. That's a that's a
1: great point. I actually I'm speaking uh, with a colleague of mine in October on one of those things on telemedicine.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, people want to adopt it. I actually was in the in a in a hospital yesterday and they had a poster up, and it was um, uh, virtual visits via your phone. Yeah. $49 for this, you know, and so it's a way, and if they don't give you any treatment, then they don't charge you. And so this virtual, we started with this a little bit with this expectation of living on our phones and, and getting things when we want it. Um, I think that is, that whole area of telemedicine is going to blossom. And so we're, that's what we're going to speak on in October um, to try to help people uh, prevent any missteps from a compliance perspective at least
0: well even 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 uh, CMS is now recognizing that that's an option, you know, that's right We have a fee schedule for it now this that's year right. and we have procedure codes that didn't exist I remember we that's another thing we looked at two years ago uh, a telehealth opportunity for an mm-hmm. acquisition we were looking at and Everybody decided well, I don't know how they're ever gonna get paid <laughs> But here we are two years later and now there's codes and yes. there's dollars from the government.
1: So interesting. Yeah Well, Barry, uh, thank you so much for your time. Do you
0: have any parting words of wisdom? Um, Be compliant. (laughs) Don't be complacent. And don't be fraudulent. That's the other thing I read every day, the the list of people convicted of fraud by the National Healthcare Anti-Fraud Association. And the interesting thing about that, there's a trend I'm noticing now. It's not just the $10 billion, $5 billion, that's right. $60 million frauds. I saw one yesterday for $536,000 that somebody got a three-year sentence for.
1: That's right. Yeah. They're, they're not just focusing on those big dollar yeah. awards. They yeah. are focusing on bad actors, yeah. and that's really good advice. And you know, in, in this world of technology, uh, I come back to some things that I learned in compliance from my psychiatry days is that a lot of compliance is just human nature, yeah. understanding humans and what pushes their buttons and what you know, um, make some tick. Uh, that coupled with technology and all these things we're doing, but there's always going to be that human nature. So thank you so much for shedding some light on uh, what's going to be happening. Yeah, Folks, cool. listen up. This is a good one to maybe listen to again. Um, and Barry, we appreciate your expertise. Uh, everyone, until uh, next time, uh, be compliant. Have a good day.
0: Compliance Conversations is sponsored by Healthicity. Healthicity designs software and services that simplify compliance and auditing challenges that reduce your risk and save you money. Where others see complexity, we see simplicity. For more information, visit healthicity.com.